Originally, writing a new song a week for a year was the main focus, but now the writing of the songs has become a means and a way to share deep spiritual truths, insights, and relate the lyrics or the track itself to what things that are going on in our lives, things that we're challenged with, things that we're struggling with. Uh, the parameters of the write a song a week for a year challenge is that the track has to be a complete song. It can't just be lyrics or unfinished, but it doesn't have to be professionally mixed and mastered. I'm your host, Even Moore, and I'm an author, songwriter, spiritual life coach at youdeservealifeyoulove.com. And my book, First Awakenings, is available to purchase on Amazon, Kindle Edition, and you can find a preview of the book at my site, youdeservealifeyoulove.com. So, on to this week's show. And as you can tell from the title where it says, I almost didn't do this. I almost didn't make it this week with this episode. Because I almost gave up on writing the song. I almost gave up. And that's no word of a lie. This thing that I'm finding is happening, as tends to happen with me, is that whatever the subject matter of the song is, is the thing that I experience in my life that week. I'm beginning to connect the dots and see that's what's happening. And so this song is about old patterns, things that keep repeating in our lives, things that we try to move away from, move through, let go of, release, and somehow we can't quite free ourselves from them. And it's only when we really begin to get to that place where we can no longer tolerate living in that way that we allow these pattern, these belief systems, these ways of being in the world that really aren't healthy for us or good for us, where we don't have clear boundaries or we don't believe in ourselves, love ourselves, honour ourselves enough, in some form, they come up to be released. And because they're so deeply embedded, it's almost like you feel like something's burning away. You're burning away layers and layers of old conditioning, ways of thinking, ways of being. And it can be difficult, you know. So the track's called Burning Up for that reason, because it can feel like you are burning. It's like a, an inner fire um, that is burning away all the unnecessary and unneeded debris that is keeping you locked in to that way of being. And it's an interesting process because even though that burning up and burning away can feel like really, ow, oh Lord, it can also feel really wow. When you start to feel the shift, feel the change, knowing that something fundamental has changed in you and you can never go back to the person that you had been with regard to that particular belief or pattern 
that was so deeply embedded. I know for me, one of the the burning ups I had, and I give this example because it's one of those things where if you grew up in a certain type of household, uh, you're used to certain kinds of relationships. And I remember when I was in an abusive relationship, a violent and abusive relationship, in my teens to the age of 24, when I finally broke the pattern, and it was a pattern I'd seen growing up, that the burning away was putting myself back in harm, going back to this person, allowing myself to be manipulated. You know, how they use these techniques of undermining you, telling you nobody will want you, telling you that if you leave them, you'll die. All this stuff that you go through if you're in that kind of extreme situation wears you down, wears you out. And it was only until I started to get to that insight of where did I give my power away? When did I give my power to this person that I allowed myself to start to see the pattern that was running the show? And I was then able to view the relationship with a much clearer eye. And because I could view it with a much clearer eye, I could see the manipulations clearly. I could see that we had a strong physical connection when we first met because, not because we found each other attractive, but because it was a familiar trope. So this is a dominant man used to controlling women, used to using violence to get what he wants and being charming to get what he wants and whichever will work best is what he'll do. And I was the role of the mother in my relationship who is a very strong, very powerful woman who, and her weakness was believing that she needed love so badly at any cost that she would tolerate being violently assaulted and call it love, call extreme jealousy and possessiveness love. So mine was not as embedded as hers because she'd learnt it from her parents and I'd learned it from her and I was once removed. So I could see the pattern much earlier at a much younger age. I didn't have to repeat it in some form once I got out of it. But it was recognising that it was a deeply embedded pattern, almost ancestral in nature. And lots of women, they may not have violent relationships, but they may have emotionally abusive relationships. They may have relationships where their partner constantly puts them down. And there's a strong attraction to these people because it's a chemical reaction a chemical response to what is familiar. So in order to break free from that chemical response and those deeply embedded neural pathways that come with that, you have to be willing to let things arise and burn away your blinkered view of your life in order to see what's true. And when that burning away starts to happen because you can no longer tolerate the situation, then, as I say, You become more empowered. How you deal with that person changes. You now start to seek support from outside of the relationship. Maybe you'll go to a domestic violence helpline or hotline, or you'll have, you start to talk to people that you know around you, and you start to make plans to leave the relationship for the final time. So that's what happened in my youth, and that was an extreme version, but it's not that uncommon. There's lots of violence. That happens towards women and men around the globe daily. And people like to pretend that these things are rare occurrences. But relationships can be very, very toxic. And if you grow up in a toxic household, 
that you have a very familiar pattern and familiarity with relationships that are toxic, whatever form that toxicity takes. So that's an extreme version. A milder version of that might be you're ready to make a change in your life generally. Maybe you're ready to get on a health kick and you've been a couch potato. And in order for you to break free from that, so many people that the only thing that really inspires them to make that change, one is, you know, their health is getting really bad. And two is seeing a picture or a video or something of themselves where they saw themselves as they actually were and it freaked them out so much that they, I have to change. I cannot tolerate looking like this anymore. And they may have been in that pattern for years, you know, used to eating in a certain way, being a certain way, but not really seeing how much they change physically, not really noticing the cumulative effects of feeling more and more unhealthy. And if they grew up in a household where food was used as comfort, they stress ate, they dealt with their traumas by stress eating, that maybe food was the one way they felt nurtured in their lives, then they start to see the pattern. They start to go deeper than the latest fad diet, where they lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, because it's a deeply embedded pattern that you eat because you're stressed. So you're going to keep trying to find diets that help you lose weight fast, and you can't maintain that because you haven't worked on the psychological stuff of why you're stressed in the first place and why you use food as a means to comfort yourself. So it's understanding the embedded pattern that you then free yourself to change your lifestyle more generally rather than trying the latest fat. And because you're willing to change your lifestyle, you start to make connections and you seek support and you seek help. Maybe you get a bit of counselling. Maybe you join a group like Weight Watchers or some something like that. And you start to make the connection. When you make the connection, it can feel uncomfortable. Something has to be burned away. Your pattern, in this case. So, it was interesting that this week, I almost didn't make the track. When I'd been, had no weeks like that where I thought, I'm not going to finish this track. This week, I thought, I'm not even going to do this track. (laughs) But let's play a little bit of the track now, burning up. And then I'll tell you a little bit more about why. I struggle with this track. The version that you're hearing now is a version that finally came of this track that I'm very happy with. But I started on Tuesday to write this song. And come Thursday, 
I hated what I'd created. You know, I still went through the motions. I edited it. I mixed it. I did all these things with it. But I could not find the vocal line for this track. I was so lackadaisical. I could barely find words. And this is a track that has, you know, repetitive phrases more than uh, set lyrics. The vocals are more of an accent and there are more vocal licks than there are. Here's a, a lyric-based song. So there's lots of repetition in the song. But prior to that, there was even less repetition. There was even less words. There were just like literally two words in the bridge stroke chorus that were repeated over and over again. And this really lackadaisical, this song is about burning up and burning things, breaking free from things. And I was starting the song like, burning, burning. <laughs> I was like, the only thing that's burning here is my ears listening to this terrible vocal. But I couldn't muster up any passion. It was just the weirdest thing. Because I followed my own truth that I, you can hear me if you hear the other podcast where I say, I trust my intuition. I listened, I asked what's wanted to be created, the track started to come together, the backing track seemed to make sense, it was flowing but not quite, but it, it was slowly coming together, but the vocal line, oh no, that really wasn't working, and I couldn't get to the root of what it was, and when I started to come Thursday, and I really, I was just going to trash the song completely, I just go, sod it, I'm not posting a song this week. Or I'm just posting it as an instrumental, which would have been fine. I think it's strong enough as an instrumental, but it didn't want to be an instrumental. So I had this fire inside of me where these two aspects of myself, the part that just said, let it be an instrumental. Why are you stressing yourself out? And the part that says, it doesn't want to be an instrumental and I'm trying to honour my intuition. And it was like unnecessary battle. And I realized what I wasn't doing, I saw the pattern where because it wasn't working out and I thought I'd done what I was meant to do, I wasn't asking for insight. I wasn't asking for help. I was with regard to the backing track, but not with the vocals. So I wasn't surrendered and I wasn't saying, what can I do? Because this isn't working. And it's only when I said, what can I do? this isn't working, what's going on here, that it tied into a message that I had insight about this week in general, about I've been trying to focus on what's working, you know, in my life more and more, rather than what's not working. And this metaphor was the same, this situation was the same thing. It was a metaphor for you're focusing on what's not working, and you're not focusing on what is working. And if I'd focused on what is working, then I would have recognized much sooner that you're not asking for some support here. You know, you're punishing yourself for not getting it right. You're focusing on how awful the vocal sounds and how unhappy you are with it without going, maybe it's the wrong vocal. Maybe it's the wrong note, the wrong melody, the wrong hook. Maybe I need to look at why. I'm feeling so lackadaisical about this track. And it was an opportunity to teach myself that 
this lesson that you've been getting over and over again, that you're spending more and more time focusing on what's working, also applies to this moment. And when you focus on what's working and you find something beautiful in that, then you can get out of your own way and then create a vocal line, vocal hooks that you're happy with, you're excited about. And that's what ended up happening. So I ended up finishing it today. So I re-recorded it this morning, Saturday. I recorded it this morning and spent the day tweaking the vocals on and off in between other things. And I knew, I know when I'm excited about something that I create because I can't wait to share it. Whereas with how it was prior to that, I shared it, but I wasn't excited about sharing it. And so that's a much more light-hearted version of the same thing. But I had to burn away the old pattern that went into self-punishment and focusing on what wasn't working. And I had to have space in order to move through that and to find what was working, what wanted to work, how it could work, and what I could do about it. And once I did that, then the words came. So I have to be very careful about what tracks I do now. Because <laughs> if I'm going to live through the lesson of every single song, it's not going to go that well. So can you think of something in your life where you have a deeply embedded pattern, something you keep repeating over and over again, some way of being in the world that you know it's not how you want to be, that really bugs you, or you know you're dishonoring yourself, or you know you're ignoring your intuition, or you know you're letting someone put you down, or you know you're unhappy in that job, and you know you only go for jobs you find easy to get and are low pay or unfulfilling or unrewarding, or you know you're ready to change where you live, or you know you're ready to move to a new country, but you're not honouring yourself. Something where you just keep ignoring what your heart, your soul, your spirit is trying to call to you and tell you if you are willing to let go of of your idea about who you are and let yourself be who you actually are, the burning away can happen. And the, the line in the next vocal hook says, burning up, those feelings, burning up, just let them go. Burning up, those feelings, burning up, just let them flow. And it's like these feelings rise to the surface. They're deeply embedded in the body, deeply embedded in your neural pathways, and they've been unconsciously running your life. And now that you're willing to deal with it, look at it, focus on it, these feelings start to rise to the top in order that they can be released. And you have to be willing to let them go. You have to be willing to let them flow out of your body and out of your life in order to recreate a life that now honors where you're at, how much you've grown, how different you are from the person who initially felt the trauma or the pain or where the pattern was embedded to the person you are now. Let that person come through. So this track has very few words, as I say, but it's saying it in a very simple way. And the energy behind the track is about that. You know, I always put an intention into the song of it will connect you with more self-love, more self-awareness, more conscious choices, choosing differently for your life, that you'll experience what it is to be more and more loving and honouring to yourself, to allow the you that you wish to be 
to flow into your experience more and more, your outer experience, your inner experience. So I hope that you feel the energy behind the track. It's a really banging track. I'm quite happy with it. Really, I love how crisp the drum sounds are, the the drum patterns are, how spicy the bass line is. It's sort of retro feel to it, the bass line, you know, like 80s, 90s, but it's also got this, I'm me, I do me, I'm doing me, and I love it, it's so quirky, and uh, the way it changes rhythm, I love it, I love the patterns, I love the rhythm, I love the drum, this kind of EDM, breakbeat type rhythm, with this spicy bass, and these vocal hooks that aren't formal lyrics, and they all really work together, and it's high energy, high speed, and I love it. So in the end, it all worked out. And I did do it, and I did come through, and I did make it because I was willing to let go of the pattern that was trying to release itself. It says, you no longer are the person who focuses on what's not working. You're the person who focuses on what's working. And if something appears not to be working, then there's something you need to look for, arts for support with, go within and expect to be given the answers and receive them. Or in your case, it may be ask for support from the people in your life. Or go with it and connect with your heart, your spirit, your soul. And let yourself feel what you need to feel. And then let it go so you can be you. So I hope you enjoy the track this week. As I mentioned earlier, please do check out my book, First Awakenings. You can find a preview on my site or on Amazon. Simply search for First Awakenings, Eve and More, Y-V-E-A-N-M-O-R-E. Buy the book. It's very healing, I've been told. It has the ability to wake people up, I've been told. It helps people shift, I've been told. And it's a very entertaining and quick read. So I hope you do check it out. And you can go to youdeserveolifeyoulove.com to read the preview. I will see you next week. And let's hope that uh, it's less dramatic, but it's still been good. I've learned a lot. I feel good. I feel great about it now. And uh, I got the chance to share that with you. So until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye. <laughs>